Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, let me ask you something. Do you like going to the post office? I didn't think so, babe. When you get to BlazingRightRadio.com, do yourself a favor and click on the banner for Stamps.com. Save time, print postage online. What you can do is print postage using your own computer and a printer right at home. No more time-consuming trips to the post office and you can't find parking and then you get there and the line is going out the door and around the corner and people are trying to ship their grandmother's ashes in a big tomb. I don't know why the ashes would be in a tomb, but, you know, they're trying to ship grandma and it's taking a long time. And you're about to go damn postal yourself, so you can access all USPS mail classes and services, including international on stamps.com. You get the lowest rates available, and it's open 24-7. Also, once you click on the banner, you can get a four-week trial plus $80 in extras. Print stamps, envelopes, or shipping labels, exact postage the instant you need it, receive discounts you can't get at the post office. Folks, this is truly shipping made simple. Go to blazonryradio.com and click on the banner for stamps.com where you'll find a multitude of professional mailing services. Weeks, homes, back to you guys, you handsome devils, you. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your home up. And help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't drag out Welcome back to the program, man. It is Wednesday, June 4th, 2014. You're checking in the Blazing Rye backstage. It's your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. And I'm joined by the one and only Sade to my batter in Wah, Mr. Jonathan Week. Jonathan, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, man? It's been a long time to the left, you, man. Hey, man. Oh, hey, man. Come now, sit, moon, hey, moon, hey. Moon, Shoot him down, turn around, come on. Hey, moon, Get John Weeks, and I have why. no idea. 
Uh, well, first of all, I have no idea, and I don't, you know, the, two weeks ago, I did go out of the country. I went to Quebec, Canada, with my uh, parents. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. I guess it's because I'm so close to the border. And um, it was it was kind of fun. And the last weekend, I did nothing but work because I needed to make some money, and uh, that's about it. It's all I've done. Yeah. 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 Well, what about this weekend's coming? Do you have anything this weekend coming? Uh, this weekend coming, I might be going back to the, the Elm City, baby. Back to really? the city. Yes, really? really? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's quite a coincidence, Mr. Weeks. Why? Because You're going I back? will be going back, back to the Elm on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? I have a distinct feeling. I just caused you a lot of worry and confusion. <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. No, no, uh, no. I that's that sounds great. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. How, well, that's such a coincidence. That's a weird coincidence because I haven't gone back in like a month and a half, two months. So uh, here's the thing is my mother got a dog, and uh, I got to go meet the dog, you know? <laughs> this is not mousy, is it? <laughs> God, I hope not. I hear this dog is a little nuts, though, but very sweet at the same time. Um, and uh, the dog, it is a golden doodle. Have you heard of these? Golden doodle? That sounds like a Twinkie. Sounds edible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a combination of a uh, golden retriever and a poodle, and the dog is a lady, and her name is Carson, and which leaves me no choice but to call her Carson Daly upon me. <laughs> dog looks like a lady. <laughs> that just doesn't apply. No, it doesn't at all. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> By the way, we saw that. I, I told you. Yeah, never mind. I told you that we saw that Steven Tyler, and he walked all weird at the Grove. Um, yeah, he anyway, was scary looking, right? Yeah, his legs were like elastic or something. Were rubber, rubber, <laughs> bang, bang. He, he, uh, anyway, um, so so this weekend you're going to the Elm. What are you doing there? Uh, just chilling, basically. Um, you know, I possibly might be moving, so I need to bring some stuff back. And then, um, oh, maybe what is this? Maybe seeing grandmamas. Well, you know, possible move to Texas. I don't know. I don't know. Ah. But just, oh, <laughs> I thought I know. I know. Don't mess. Don't mess with Texas. Hey, hey, Texas forever, six. <laughs> you said you said that you may be. Uh, you say you got to move stuff back, so I'm thinking in my head, Jonathan, that maybe you would be moving back to the DL. Maybe you got promoted to a job in the L. Oh, I, I wish. I, I wish. The L would be number one on my list there. Uh, but no, no. I, I, you know, there's things in the worst right now, but I'm, I'm still waiting on things. It's, a, it's the waiting driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Well, you know what they say, clear eyes, full heart. Uh, can't, can't lose. lose. Can't lose. I love that thing. I love it. Texas forever, bro. 
Um, that's what Mitt, so, that, that's uh, Mitt Romney's saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, it's it's so beyond not a Mitch Romney saying that Johnny <laughs> Britton and them they wrote a letter to Mitch Romney and they asked Mitch Romney to please stop using that damn phrase. It didn't. His campaign didn't reflect the values. And that says something, too, that it didn't reflect the values of a show that was set in fucking Texas. <laughs> but he had binders of women. He had everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I asked them to bring me binders full of women. And, uh, oh, speaking of, I'm going to uh, read one of uh, Tom Fogarty's Facebook statuses in somebody else's voice, you tell me your choice. Whose voice? Oh my gosh! Uh, oh my! Oh, hold on, hold on. Joe Pesci. <laughs> no good. <laughs> Joe Perry, the guitarist from Aerosmith. Yes, yes, Joe Perry, the guitarist from Aerosmith. Joe Perry rarely speaks. <laughs> How about Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> All right, I know no. you're getting me back. You're getting me back for the Mitch Romney comments. I no, 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 no. How about How about Dave Letterman? Okay, David. Letterman. I want to see your All impression right. of Dave. This is your hero. You You got to do well on this one. <laughs> Well, you can't really, I mean, you can't replicate the best, but here we go. Oh, good, good comeback. Here, let's try. All right, this is a Facebook status of our Wizard of Waverly Place, Tom Fogarty, that he posted, I believe, yesterday. All right, as David Letterman. The Candy Crush Saga game invite has got to stop. Whenever I see notifications, and Paul, you back me up on this, and I have one. I think it's a new comment or a like, and I get, I, 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 I what, 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 what happens is I get a little excited, then no, and by golly, it's just a Candy Crush Saga game invite from a random person. This is not a game. <laughs> <laughs> darn you, yeah, darn you. Yeah, you, uh, you got any gum? <laughs> I would play the game with you, random person, but I have laundry to do and a ranch to go live on. So, screw you very much. I'm going to go back Trying not to play Candy Crush on my iPad. <laughs> That's all I got. Was, you know, oh, my God. Excellent job. That was the best one yet. That was excellent. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the thing like is... The, uh, you were perfect as Letterman. What were you going to say? You like the what? The, uh, the, uh, I like the, uh, the, the, the... You just went right in... When you said, Paul, back me up on this, you went right into his character... And you're getting better and better and better and to a point where it was disturbing that you, you, you got his mannerisms, his, uh, 
stuttering. Uh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it was such a weak impression. I can't do Dave's voice. That's pretty good. I liked it. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> then I had to break into the Norm MacDonald Letterman, and, uh, you know, the, you got any guns? <laughs> oh, speaking of Letterman, Martin, your boy Martin Short was on last night, and um, he suggested that Letterman and Leno tour in a production of The Odd Couple. <laughs> I think it's a phenomenal idea. I think Martin Short, because he can take over uh, Letterman's show for him, too. You know, it would be perfect, I think. I think that would be a great show. Why not? Why haven't they just buried the hatchet and gone on with life? You know, I mean, they they should they should do something like that, like a benefit for something, you know, like cancer or something like that. That would be great. That would be amazing. Oh, you know, like, well, you know, Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi tried doing that. They wound up getting in a in a, a verbal war on the tennis court, and <laughs> and then they, you know they they were Andre was just sick about it, and it was a whole big to do, you know. So uh, I don't know. I mean, well maybe. Well, but I think though, weeks that Jay and Dave have kind of buried some sort of hatchet because Howard Stern was on the Late Show with David Letterman as he refuses to go on Leno. Um, and I say refuses to go because he'll be back. Um, and uh, Howard Stern told Dave, he was like, I'm out there fighting your battle. I'm the only one who's fighting this battle anymore. I hear you've been speaking to Leno on the phone. And Dave's like, yes, we have spoken on the phone. And Howard's like, how could you do this? How could you do this to us? It was funny. <laughs> Now, what's the is the beef between Letterman and Oprah done with? It is, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, Lindsay Lohan was just on the Letterman show, and uh, they, you know, she has a show on the Oprah network now. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and they called Oprah on the show, and Dave asked, Oprah, how, how is our friend Lindsay doing, do you think? And Oprah goes, I think she's doing okay. I, I I think she's okay. Um, what do you think? And when she said that, Lindsay Lohan burst into tears because of how amazing she felt that Oprah said, um, she's doing okay. I think she's doing okay. Like, what a low bar to... Good Lord. She was moved to bits. Oh, my God. She must be coming from a dark place. <laughs> Wait, so what, well, how did that beef even start between uh, Oprah and Dave? I know it's a long history, so you know I, I don't know how that even happened. You know, I don't know. I heard that Oprah revealed how it began, because like, she used to deny it, but I heard that she said something about it at some point, but I never really looked into it any further. And okay. uh, maybe we'll look into it later in the program, maybe like three or four hours from now. What do you say? Okay, let's do that. We'll do that at midnight. <laughs> at midnight. No, at midnight's not at midnight, bro. Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've got we to gotta type some hashtags and pretend that Chris Hardwick will see them. <laughs> All right. So, John Weeks, I understand you have, have a guest for us tonight. Who have you got on the bag? Oh, my gosh. Well, we want one of the most talented people ever. I think this is the best, uh, best person ever. 
First of all, he's the inventor of the baby cage. Just put your baby in a bundle of joy in a cage, solidly attach to an open window for some air, air uh, for freshening out there. Also, creator of Mr. Clippy. Remember him from uh, Microsoft Office? His yeah. name is Matt Hawk. And we're welcoming him yeah. to the show tonight. Welcome, Matt Hawk. Introduction. <laughs> how how are you guys doing in uh, New York City? Yeah, doing we, well. How are you? Oh, I've been good. I've been good. You know. How are you doing in hell? Uh, you know, it's good. Luckily, I've recently gotten out of hell when I discovered the uh, great Dylan McDermott. He's kind of shown me the way to make living in Los Angeles a paradise. Oh, I wanted to get to that, because despite all your other achievements that John Weeks mentioned, um, you are one of the stars and creators of a brand-new YouTube series called The Dylan McDermott Show. And as I understand it, it's about um, a, a very, very famous Hollywood actor. I was wondering if you could, maybe on this show tonight, reveal who that actor is. Well, it's the the Dylan McDermott Show. I... I'm sure you all know that name. He is probably the most influential actor of our generation, or really anyone's generation to date. Uh, is it the guy who played Data on Star Trek? No. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to no. keep guessing. Um, you know the show The Practice? Yeah. That was a hit show for ABC. He was the lead in that. I, yeah. I Just the way he portrayed a lawyer was just, it really touched me. It made me feel like lawyers were once again human. <laughs> Weeks, Weeks is a lawyer. Weeks, are you human? No, I'm not. Actually. I'm sorry. Do you, do you attribute most of your success as a lawyer to Dylan McDermott? Actually, I do. I have to uh, say that Dylan McDermott portrayed lawyers better than most lawyers do themselves on a daily basis. <laughs> Everything he touches, it's better than most. That's true. I agree. I have to agree with that. Now, well, what obviously. prompted you to want to uh, do the Dylan McDermott show? Well, I was looking around, you know, because I had assumed that there were just, you know, a plethora of fan sites dedicated and programs dedicated to this man, but there, there weren't any. And so I thought it was, therefore, my responsibility. I talked to my friend Mike, who's equally a Dylan McDermott fanatic, and we decided that it was our job to let everyone know how great this guy is and just, you know, get his name even more out there than it already is. And you, I know that people uh, will think that this is a fictitious show, but I know that you, Matt, have uh, uh, Dylan McDermott Mulroney paraphernalia in your common area. Uh, so well, first off, first off, I have no... Dermot Mulroney paraphernalia because he is not Dylan McDermott. That is a common pedestrian mistake. Uh-huh. Apologies. Good. I, I will sorry. forgive you we, in two days. What? Mm. We need to apologize, too. I'm sorry. That's what I, I told Ryan about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Different person. Fast and different careers. 
You know, that's kind of like when I had Murphy Lee from the St. Lunatics on Blazing Riot Radio, and this guy at work was like, oh, yeah, Murphy Lee with the mask. And that night I was like, yeah, so you, you, why did you wear that mask? And he was like, oh, that wasn't me. That was the other dude that we don't get along with anymore. <laughs> oh. Oh, that probably caused some conflict and awkward silences. <laughs> Speaking of awkward silences, I read... Uh, some comments on your YouTube channel, and it's uh, uh, hilarious and awkward tended to be the trend, as they say. Is that what you're shooting for? We're just shooting for whatever gets the word of Dylan McDermott out there. Some people have, I mean, we're new to this whole editing and, and you know, entertainment lifestyle that I'm sure you're accustomed to being a hit uh, disc jockey, but... <laughs> You know, so we're our some of our editing is rough, and maybe it comes off as awkward. You know, I I got my cousin Logan and Tiny Tim helping me, and you know they're they're doing okay. Logan's a great sound and editor. He's very uh, very good for a thirteen year old. <laughs> now Dylan McDermott himself retweeted you in your show the other night. How did that make you feel? Well, I fainted. Um, and then when I came to, because I thought it was a dream, it felt uh, really incredible that the just the fact that there's a chance that the great Dylan viewed our show to him and wanted to spread it to his fans. I I hope he does it again. We have a lot more episodes, and it just, I mean, sometimes I get winded just thinking about it, just at the possibility that that he saw it. I it was probably the biggest thing to happen to me to date. Did you just orgasm on the air, or was that a stroke? <laughs> it, it was both. I uh, I definitely orgasmed, and it was so pleasurable, half of my brain died. Uh, it was a stroke-gasm. Weeks, weeks, you've had those, right? Stroke-gasms? All the time. All the time. <laughs> Especially around Halloween. I just <laughs> hope you don't get them while lawyering. <laughs> yes, I do. Whenever I speak to the jury, I do, yeah. All the time. Oh, okay. Well, at least they know you're excited. Right, exactly. I always think of Dylan McDermott. What, he, what would he do in that situation? He would have that <laughs> He would win the case. WWDMDDMD. Yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> now, Matt, um, you include a shirtless photo of Dylan McDermott in your show photo. Now, I want to piggyback on what I just said and ask you, was that choice conscience? Yes. D- Dylan McDermott needs to be admired in, admired in all forms. With clothing, without clothing, in any of his many characters. The reason we have so many faces in the beginning is because he is such a multifaceted performer. He just gets into a role and he loses himself. But luckily he always comes back, so we have him. About to lose myself right now. Your friend who stars with you uh, in the show, what's that guy's deal, huh? He uh, he was doing, you know, his thing. He was uh, going to be a basketball athlete. And uh, <laughs> when I told him about Dylan and the show, he kind of gave it all up to uh, to help me because Dylan's really just that important. Now, you know, for forgive me for being presumptive here, but I think he may be trying to steal your girlfriend. <laughs> My, well, 
she's now my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she uh, didn't like how much I loved Dylan McDermott, although, but I told her it was, it made sense that I loved him more than her because he was a far better person. But uh, <laughs> What did she say to that? She got very angry, and she said some expletives. I don't know if I can say on the air. But, uh, you can. It's the it internet. Was, what? Well, what were some of the expletives? Give me one or two. Uh, she called me a selfish dick. Um, she said that he was a low-class, no-talent fucker. And <laughs> that one sent me off because if he is a fucker, he's the best fucker. Oh, whatever he does, he does the best. And, you know, it was very, it's just we have our buttons, and she knew that insulting Dylan was, like, off limits. You know, so once she hit my buttons, I had to let her know she was back. Right, right. Um, and I understand that we have a clip from the Dylan McDermott show. Uh, would you like to go ahead and set this up? Uh, yeah, it's a clip from uh, the show, the uh, the Dylan McDermott show. All right, this is a clip from the Dylan McDermott show. Weeks, did you get that? Yeah, I got All it. Right. I'm listening. Just here. putting it up in, insert it, and then just pull the cardboard out. Put put it up in what? You said insert it. The banner. In the what? Yeah. In your butt. Uh, uh, did, you, did you say in my in my butt? Your butt. Yeah, up, you know, up the front of your butt. Just stick it in there. Um, and now, are there are there safer ways to to handle this situation, or you have to just think up the butt's the easiest way to go? Yeah, I just stick it up your javanus, and that's it, honey. Um. That was probably what a yet to be released episode because Dylan does talk about the importance of prostate and colon exams. Oh, <laughs> really? Um, yes, he well, he is very up to date on all his medical stuff. So we did an, a special just about how to do it because it is awkward to have someone up the rectum of you. That's well, true. It, it is awkward. Who you ask? Right. Well, <laughs> you know that's true. I don't, I don't uh, think that's political. So that was the future clip. Here is a clip from an episode that has already aired from the Dylan McDermott Show on YouTube, episode two. Today we're going to be cooking up one of Dylan's favorite dishes, yellowtail jalapeno sushi rolls. Ooh. But since we don't have any of that stuff, we're going to be making bologna sandwiches. That's the peanut butter and jelly of sandwiches. Matt, we need to talk. Tell me, we're shooting a show. Well, I'm pregnant too with an exciting new episode of the Dylan McDermott Show that I'm excited to bring into this world right now. This isn't a joke! The first step in making a great bologna sandwich is you gotta start off with the bread. I didn't know you wanted me to get that. <laughs> oh, man. So is your girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, sorry, is she pregnant with your baby? Yeah, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, are you going to be part of the child's life? Or are you going to just dwell on Dylan McDermott McDiary? Well, I think the right thing to do would to be to stay with Dylan McDermott. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be seen as irresponsible. That's true. You have made a commitment. 
uh, weeks, I hear you chomping at the tit over there to ask some preguntas. Yeah, I really, I do have a lot of questions on this. First of all, all right. What is Dylan McDermott to you? He is such uh, an inspiration, a life force. Um, I would, I would say he's almost like a deity. Oh my! Uh, yeah, it just—he's one of those people that, through his art, can touch one's soul. He can change lives. He has changed lives, and he will continue to change lives. For the better or worse? <laughs> Always for the better. <laughs> Dylan would never change anything for the worse. I, well, since you're, you know, a self-proclaimed uh, Dylan worshiper, I, I, I would think you would have have a good knowledge base of him. Do you know where he was born? Dylan McDermott? Yeah. Uh, or, or, or did he just appear? Did he just appear out of the sky? Well, I'd like to think that he just appeared out of the sky because it almost feels that way. But uh, I actually, I don't know where he was born because that's not as important as where he is now. That's that's true. That's well said. Well, he was he was born in the great state of Connecticut. Yes, but he lived most of his life on the Upper West Side. That's that's true. And I just read that his family had ties to the mafia, or his mother was murdered. I think it's the Nick Mafia. Yeah, this seems very disturbing to me. You say he's a wonderful actor, but what? What's he been in since the practice? Uh, well, American Horror <laughs> Story. He was in the first season. He so, was in the campaign. And the second. Well, he had. He was. I, I don't want to give a spoiler alert, Ryan, for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's not till he was the, the end. child of the crazy fucker. That spoiler was alert, ladies in the Spoiler dungeon. alert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was in the hit show Hostages. That was out last season. Ooh. He's going to be in, in Stalker, which comes out for CBS this TV season, which, thank God, he's in shows called American Horror Story Hostages Stalker. That is, that is amazing. That is. That is. I, I agree. I, 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 but what do you say to a non-believer? Someone who thinks Bill McDermott is just completely... Crappy. I don't. I don't even understand. I would implore you to watch his work and and rethink your your judgment, your incorrect and nearsighted judgment. I would say uh, that is a myopic viewpoint of the actor. By the way, okay. Matt is is so is hostages never coming back because I was enjoying that. Hostages is not coming back. Oh, oh no! I don't think it really ended well then. In that case, did it? I think so. <laughs> Do you care to uh, go over what happened at the ending? Again, I don't know if I want to give spoilers to your viewers because <laughs> thank you, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate the first it. season. <laughs> All right. So we uh, we got to take a break, and then we'll get to the hot mess awards week before we wrap up the McDermott McSegment. Do you have any other questions for Matt on the Dylan McDermott McSegment, Mike? Um. Mind? One final question. 
Why Dylan McDermott? Uh, because he is great, and he has touched my life, and I want to touch other people with him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very well. Very nice. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I'm, I'm a follower now. Hey, Go will Dylan. you promise? Here, you, will you promise to watch the show? Because if you're a non-believer, you just go to youtubecom slash Dylan McDermott Show, and hopefully our episodes will show you the way. I'm I'm not, I'm a believer now after this interview, and uh, I, I I have already watched the shows. They're incredible, I have to say. And you're doing a fine job, uh, but you, I th- I feel like you have to try harder to get through to him, though. He really needs to, you know, if you try to get him on your show, that he would be amazing. Them. What do you want? You re- we, he retweeted them. I know. We've got to get him on the show. That would be absolutely fantastic if we could get him on the show. We've got to do that. And we've got to work hard, Brian, to get this to happen. We've got to help Matt. Right, we've got to help our, our fellow do. believer. Please we call him right. Let's call him right now. We'll call him right now, then. Yeah, let's call him right now. Let's call him. All right. We'll call him right now. Let's try let's this. call him right now. All right, let's see. Let's see. All right, some dialing music, please. Otherwise, you're gonna get McDiarrhea. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come right back with Matt Hawk and the Hot Mess Awards. Here we go. Hey, looking for the right deal to spice up your love life? Well, look no further than BlazingRyeRadio.com. Click on the banners for AdamEveToys.com. Once you're there, you'll find vibrators, dildos, women's sex toys, men's sex toys, male masturbators, anal sex toys, kinky bondage, strap-ons, and a few of these featured products at the moment. You got Adam's Extension, a pleasure enhancer, A&E Vibrating Silver Bullet 2.0, and the Adam and Eve Ball Buzzer Penis Ring. Just go to blazingryeradio.com, click on the banners for Adam Eve Toys, and you'll find a good head kit for him, oral sex essentials kit, Adam and Eve deep throat gel, and passion packs for couples. Trust me, you and your partner will be getting busy in no time. BlazingRyeRadio.com Matt Hawk, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Award? Well, I have, uh, I have, that was an interesting ad, by the way. I just, I got to say. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, 
your sultry monotone voice really Ooh. got the juices flowing. <laughs> Am I getting as many juices as Dylan McDermott's though? <laughs> no, and you never will. Oh! <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, well, my first hot mess uh, is yes. obviously goes out to, to Shelly um, <laughs> because she she was a beautiful girl who uh, turned ugly with hatred of Dylan McDermott. <laughs> so, Shelly, your ex-girlfriend, your pregnant ex-girlfriend is a hot mess. Oh, yeah. Really. You should uh, You should see her. She's not like she once was. <laughs> and who's your second hot mess, Matt? David Duchovny. Ooh. Why? Because I hate him. He's a second-rate Dylan McDermott. <laughs> if Dylan McDermott was on Californication, I'd watch the show, I'd love the show, but instead, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got... Uh, uh, David McDuchovny is a second-rate Dylan McDermott, and then Dermot McDelroney is a third-rate. Is that the case? Dermot, Dermot McDelroney is not even a rate, okay? Okay, if you want, I would say, I would say for uh, th- that guy on Sex in the City who played Putty or whatever is a third-rate Dylan McDermott at best. Who's Putty? Mr. Big? Putty, the guy from Seinfeld? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You you should throw kind of manlier references our way. We're very, you know, we're very manly men over here. You know, like... (laughs) Dylan McDermott was in a movie with Snoop Dogg, just so you know. I know you're a rapist. I think I saw that. I saw that movie. What was that movie again? The Tenants? Yeah, I think Ooh. I saw that. It was no really? it was not good. I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a really obscure movie, so it's impressive if you saw it. I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw it. Um, and who is your third and final hot mess for this June 4th, 2012? <laughs> it, it would be simply rustic pine-scented candles. Because they uh, don't smell like Christmas trees, and I've tried them, and they don't work. <laughs> uh, are you trying to get the Christmassy sense because uh, your Los Angeles is is so not a Christmassy place? It's not at all, and there are no seasons. So when it actually is time for the holly jolly holidays, it's awful because you feel like it's time for summer. That's yeah. why you got to move back to Long Island and crash your car into a garage door. These coast, baby. I mean, I came out, I saw a palm tree, and I just knew. I just knew. <laughs> John Weeks, we were at a, a – I always say this thing about L.A. As soon as I got to L.A., I got off the plane at the Burbank Airport, saw my first palm tree, and said, oh, hell no, out loud to myself. And I knew from the moment I got there that I shouldn't be there. And – um, <laughs> and then, uh, we were at a wedding, uh, because Matt and I go way back, uh, I, this, this McDermott thing, I just, you know, I'm a little concerned to be honest, Matt, but, uh, we were at this wedding 
in uh, you know Westchester, and this uh, older woman was talking to us, and she was asking uh, why I left L.A. or something, and and Matt goes something like, "Well, he saw a palm tree and said hell no," and it was it was just it was hilarious at the time. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Uh, oh, good times. Oh. LA. I think we may have yeah, lost I... our cat. Matt, are you still there? Yes, how are you? Okay. Uh, are you guys lubed up and ready to joke off? I'm ready for I the joke off. I got some lube straight from Adam and Eve Supplies, so I'm ready. Oh, nice. Awesome. Very nice. And Weeks' favorite is the anal-flavored mist. That's not cherry's good. That doesn't make sense. So it's it's flavored like someone's anus. Uh huh. Uh huh. A weird flavor choice. I'm just saying. I would assume you try to, if you were to use it in that area, try to provide a different flavoring. <laughs> well, maybe people want to spray it on the cock. So when you give the blowjob, you you're tasting uh, anus instead of dick. That's right. Well, Put your that a little bit. is that is a better way of doing it because if you do it the real way, you're at a risk of meningitis. Really? Yeah, there's been a meningitis outbreak out here for that exact. Who told reason. you that? Was that Dylan? Who told you that? No, Dylan. Dylan, <laughs> leave Dylan out of that one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was a meningitis outbreak out here last summer, and it was very scary. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't so much as enter a a dance hall for a few months. Ooh, really? Well, I haven't. Weren't you? I was vaccinated before college. Weren't you vaccinated? I had to get. I had to get the vaccination again, though. Doesn't it expire? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know either. But I tell you, what, you, you should not go on WebMD after the show. <laughs> no? Why? Because it'll tell you you're dead? Yeah, it'll tell you you have cancer. Anyway, let's jack off. <laughs> from poachers, South African conservationists have been stringing rhinos up by their ankles and transporting them to a new location. Now, if only I thought of that, said Barbara Bono. 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 50 cents threw a wild pitch last Tuesday night at the Pirates-Mets game at City Field. Luckily, the commissioner gave 50 eight more shots. <laughs> <clears throat> Folks at Ancestry.com last week determined actress Elle Fanning, who stars in the new film Maleficent, is a distant cousin of Kate Middleton. Well, I am a distant cousin of the Duchess of Who Gives a Fuck. 
Tea Party candidate Dan Patrick won the GOP nomination for lieutenant governor, triumphing in his Texas race. I'm sorry, that's tri- triumphing in Texas racism. <laughs> hey, he should have stuck to uh, ESPN. President Obama announced plans last Tuesday for withdrawing virtually all U.S. troops from Afghanistan by 2016, while Tom Fogarty announced plans to withdraw his dick from that toaster he met in London. <laughs> Tom Fogarty! <laughs> oh, 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 that Tom. <laughs> Kim Kardashian and, I believe it's Kanye West, tied the Weiss. knot in Florida. It's like Diane Weiss. Kanye Weiss. Kanye Weiss. Tied the knot in Florence, Italy, two Saturdays ago. Kim was somewhat embarrassed when she arrived at the ceremony, only to find Bruce Jenner wearing the exact same dress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Does it happen to you a lot? Yeah, luckily, though, my perfume is generally different. Good. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Blogger Brittany Wong published a piece last week called Nine Things That Happen in Rom-Coms That Never Happen in Real Life. The list includes the meat cute and your cutesy cushy job. Also, Hugh Grant in the movies goes after Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock. In reality, he hunts down Devon Brown! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Luke, that yeah, that reference is almost twenty years old. <laughs> is it really twenty years? That's a wow! It is twenty years old. That's a long time. That's about as, that's about as long as uh, you know, the last good Dylan McDermott movie. <laughs> oh wow, that's insulting. What was that? What movie was that though? In the Light of Fire. I think that was thirty years ago, right? No way. And I'm sorry, he was, he, was, he was murdered in that film, I think. In the Line of Fire? Wasn't that with Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich? And Dylan McDermott. He was a sidekick who, who was, you know, incompetent and got shot. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember him in that. Yeah, and actually, they really say that... You need to rewatch it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Los Angeles photographer Andrew George has been photographing people in their final living moments for a project he calls Right Before I Die. George began the project by traveling to various California hospices, but now he pretty much just stays in Amanda Bynes' driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Justin Bieber is currently set (laughs) to bring his swaggy moves to So You Think You Can Dance? This season, to introduce a new element to the show, dance crews. This has proved to be a lot of work for Bieber, but most of of work for his mortician. Ha-ha. Yeah, yeah, good point. Blogger Kate Bratskier wrote a piece yesterday called 19 Vegetarian Ways to Eat More Protein for Breakfast. The list included adding almonds or lentils to your breakfast food. Or my favorite, swallowing a huge chunky load of your boyfriend's steaming hot jism. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! 
<laughs> How do you say the word breakfast week? Breakfast. It's like say breakfast. it's like a friend breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> like friends breakfast. Ross. Ross oh Gallo. Ross. Wasn't that played by Mil- uh, Dylan McDermott? No. I, no. I thought Ross that Ross would be so much better if played by Dylan McDermott. I thought that, I mean, your roommate, Ross? Do you, you want your ro- yes. roommate to be replaced by Dylan McDermott playing your roommate, Ross? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the NRA released a statement this week regarding gun owners who display their firearms out in the open to simply prove a point. The National Rifle Association called this practice weird and scary. Wait, that statement was just the reaction Wayne LaPierre had when he looked at himself in the fucking mirror, babe. (laughs) (laughs) British truck driver Ian Glover was viewing porn on his phone while driving 50 miles per hour? (laughs) Flew over a highway barrier... And and killed a young bride, Laura Jane Thomas. Thomas's fiance, Louis Paget, said, "Laura and I were looking forward to planning our wedding together. Well, instead, I ended up planning her funeral." Well, you know, as long as you're keeping busy, that's so morbid. <laughs> oh my there God! There was a lot of levels. A lot of levels to that one. That's right, a lot of lentils. Literally, he flew over a barrier, so he was on a higher level. <laughs> he was looking at pictures of Dylan McDermott. <laughs> His face is so beautiful, it should be pornography. Instagram shouldn't allow it. <laughs> Same frontman, Aaron Lewis, went on an expletive-laden tirade at Saturday's Rockfest 2014 after he spotted unruly men fondling a young woman in the crowd. This almost makes me want to listen to Stained again, but it's been a while since I first met you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Boy, that guy. Two children suffered minor injuries in Colorado Saturday after they flew away with an inflatable slide. The slide was picked up by the wind while a girl slid away and a boy tumbled and slid 300 feet before landing by a pond. Parents were screaming. Moms were crying. Damn, Weeks, why couldn't they have made playgrounds like this when we were kids? (laughs) (laughs) To Holiday Hill in in Connecticut. (laughs) No, don't you say that name. Don't say that name. Huffington Post live. Carolyn Monteresti Tarani asked dog owners this week what, dog owners this week what they do in order to get their dog the hell out of bed so they can be intimate with their partners. I think the best idea would be to get intimate with your dog. I mean they're there. <laughs> Gross, bro. Sorry, bro. That, that's that's an interesting solution. Well, you know, there's many different solutions to uh, any problems. That is that is true. All right. Hawk. Apple announced Monday that a new system called Handoff will be part of OS X Yosemite and iOS 8. This lets users continue what they were doing on what 
at on one device onto the other. This is not to be confused with a hand job, which your phones will be able to give you a few years from now. Ooh. Ooh. By a couple weeks. <clears throat> Pretty soon you can get the iPhone on the AdamEveToys.com. But in the meantime... <laughs> in the meantime... In the meantime... <laughs> an Alaska Airlines passenger who tried to open an emergency exit during a flight from Anchorage to Portland Monday was sentenced to three years probation. Federal prosecutor stated has shown remarkable dedication towards staying on his medication for bipolar disorder. Now, if he only showed the same dedication to staying on the goddamn airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking around uh, as long as you did. I know we went a little over. I love you, buddy, and I love Dylan McDermott. Thank you, Matt. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. I hope to do it again real soon. It was a pleasure and honor. Twitter handle? What's the Twitter again? The Twitter is D McDermott Show. Oh. Mm. Are you Ooh. underwhelmed by that handle? <laughs> <laughs> and you go to YouTube.com and search the Dylan McDermott Show and hilarity will ensue. Thank you so much. And Ryan. you can we'll search you the soon. Dylan McDermott Show on Facebook, too. Go ahead and like us. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go do Dylan. Do right All right. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right. Eat Dylan. Later, Matt. Good night. Right. He didn't sound too uh, happy just now. Bye. No, he didn't. I, I, I don't think he was. I, I don't know what it was. He, I don't think he got his message across so as clearly as he wanted. I think that, uh, you know, there was a moment during last week's episode. I mean, when... Oh, when boy. It, when the fuck was it? Three months ago? When, when did we last... It was like uh, oh, three weeks ago, I think. All right, so there was a moment... Um, that I think we need to relive <clears throat> because I don't think until we deal with it, until we come face to face, ear to ear, ear pussy to to auto <laughs> vagina to it again, we won't be able to stop um, thinking about it. So let's let's deal with this now, and we'll come back at the other at the other side, and uh, and then we'll we'll deal we'll we'll talk we'll discuss. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, bear with me on this one, because I hope I get through it, because I just about shit my pants earlier. <laughs> Canadian man... No, not yet. Canadian man Donald Popadick <laughs> is accused of exposing his genitals in Moody's Bay Park in Ottawa, Canada, on April 14th. And on the other side of town, doing the exact same <laughs> <laughs> doing the exact same thing <laughs> was Darlene Brunson. Donald Papa Dick and Darlene Brunson. <laughs> this Sire, I'm near a toilet. Are you near a toilet? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, God. Okay? <laughs> oh, that, was, that would about killed me this afternoon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Now, you realize if she were to marry Donald Papa Dick, she'd be Darlene Papa Dick Nibustikus. <laughs> oh, God. New York's most infamous 90s club kid. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. What did you think of that? I think that was the best joke telling of all time. I think Squirty could have done an entire show based on that joke. <laughs> Uh, I've been waiting for that Fog Ruiz for the year now, and he did not do it until I wrote such like a, a you know a cheap, easy joke, <laughs> and he could not contain himself. I I think you know what uh, you know set him off. You got to put put that joke in there every once in a while, and that Ruiz was well worth the wait though. That Ruiz yeah. was amazing. Speaking of, we, you know, I figured we shouldn't do our anniversary without the Wizards. So the anniversary show, our anniversary passed without us even noticing for, for our listener. Hello, Richard. Uh, and <laughs> the thing is that, uh, you know, we're going to do an anniversary show, Shamaniversary, uh, Shamalaversary, Shamanashoma, Bavina Clegamine, soon. Um, but the Wizard needs to be here. Don't you agree, Leeks? I totally agree, 100%. He's... He was with us in the beginning, and he's got to be with us in the one-year anniversary. No, no doubt. We need that wizard, and, and, man. We need that magic. We need that magic. <laughs> and Hawk, I think, seems a little mentally disturbed. I, I, I well, yes, he is. I don't know. What, what's the difference between Dylan McDermott and David's company and the guy who played Ross and, and the guy who played Chandler? And They're all the same to me. I mean, they could almost have like a giant fan group for all these guys. Well, I get the whole Dylan McDermott and David David Mick DeCovney and uh, McDermott Mick DeMulroney. I get those three. I know about Mick David McSchwimmer or Mick Matthew McPerry. Um, That's true. <laughs> or Mick Joey McTribby McMoney uh, or Dr. Drake McMoray. I don't know about the other ones. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we speaking of mentally disturbed, uh, remember how I told you that I went to my friend Jason's film, Summer of Blood, a vampire hipster movie, and the director and star of the movie, owner Tikel, was just hilarious, and we need to get him on the show? Oh, yeah, he was insane, but brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have no news on that, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> I went to another one of Jason's films, uh, which was also great. He's two for two, man. It's 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 a it's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, this one, wow. he had a little more vested interest in. He's 
uh, an executive producer and, uh, you know, one of the leads. Um, and you remember when him and his friends of Rom did the Occupy, Occupy Wall Street movement and they occupied the occupiers? I remember that, yes. Yes. So the movie was kind of about that. Um, also, there was footage that they took from the bailout uh, when that happened. Uh, so anyway, uh, it, it was, you know Cornell West was in a scene in the movie because they had footage from that from a long time ago and then uh, from Occupy Wall Street and then uh, they, uh, they, they contacted him and, and he told him what it was about and, and said it was fine for them to use his image. So uh, they said he was a really nice guy. So isn't that great, huh? That is great. That sounds amazing. You know, that's good, that's good to hear. Finally, a nice guy in the uh, Republican Party there. <laughs> well, good. Hello? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding around with you, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. It was a bad, bad joke, bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after the movie, there was another talk back. And uh, Jason was up there this time. He was funny and charming as always. Um <laughs> Oh, funny as always, charming as whenever he's not Johnny Doom and Gloom, negative uh, ne- voice of Doom, negative Nancy, uh, which he hasn't been in a long time. Uh, so, um, uh, the, the Jason was up there. So were the uh, the 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 um, director uh, and the lady uh, who edited the movie. And the guy who ran the thing, the talkback. The guy who ran the talkback, by the way, was this, you know, very Williamsburg-y, hipster-y guy. And he was like, so let's talk about this thing now. And he was very, like, worst host, like, least energetic <laughs> host of anything ever. Um, you know, it's, it, he, made, uh, yeah. he made Tom Snyder look like D. Snyder, you know? <laughs> D. Snyder, yeah. yeah. He made Mitt Romney look like Charles Grodin. You know, he made, <laughs> he made David Duchovny look like Dylan McDermott, you know? <laughs> he made, he made, uh, he made, uh, Jay Leno. Oh, no, no, don't go there. Look like Motley Crue. <laughs> he made he made Lindsey Graham look like Gene Simmons. <laughs> he made John McCain's wife look like a Velociraptor. Oh wait, <laughs> she does though. She does. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> this guy was mad boring, but people were asking good questions and. Uh, this woman who was sitting directly in front of me, uh, and I was in the middle of Jason Friedman and Nick Lichtenberg. So it was Friedman to my left, Lichtenberg to my right. This woman in front of me raises her hand and asks a question. She says, hey, I would like to ask uh, if you could talk a little bit about the editing. 
and the editor took the microphone, and she was this uh, refined young woman, and she goes, okay, um, and I, I guess I can field that question. What about the editing would you like to know? And the girl's response mm-hmm. is, no specific question, just roll with it. <laughs> what? Specific question, just roll with it. And Lichtenberg's reaction to that was his, like, facial expression was so funny. And then Friedman and I just start cracking up, like, immediately, and we have to attempt to contain ourselves. Her friend is looking back at us, like, uh, you know, shut it down. But we are trying so hard not to completely lose it. It goes... I want to ask a question about the editing. Okay, I guess I can steal that question. What would you like to know about the editing? No specific question, just roll with it. No specific question, just roll with it. And so the editor did a nice job at talking about it anyway, but we were dying, bro. And then afterwards, Friday was like, I don't want to ask that girl, uh, what was the deal with that question? I want to apologize for We're laughing at her. And I was like, you would make it so much worse. And we also couldn't really tell which girl it was because we only saw her from the back. Um, so, you know, any of those cousinists could have been her at that point. Uh, but he, uh, I mean, she really had us cracking up. These talkbacks, these after-Selvig movie talkbacks, I really wish that I saw a Jason Selvig movie every weekend because these talkbacks, you know, for no, he had nothing to do with these talkbacks being amazing. They have been amazing. <laughs> That, that is amazing. So what did the lady say? What did she say in response to that, though? Dude, do you think I could pay attention at that point? I was trying not to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is she acted very calm and, and talked for a, a minute or so, which is more than I could have done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's amazing. I, I got to say, doing those talk packs, it's you can only find those kind of responses and questions in probably New York. It's got to be tough. <laughs> no, yeah, I guarantee you they'd be even fucking weirder in L.A. Because <laughs> L.A., especially in the film world, it's one of, you know, you go to a movie in L.A., uh, and it's, it's, it's one of those audiences like, like, you know those audiences, they're like, oh, you sir, too much, too much, sir. Hey, what about that Michael Jackson song? Incredible, incredible. So good, man. I, I have had that song in my audit, auditory vagina. Just audit <laughs> in your vagina? Yeah, that in your vagina? Yeah. I've had it up my vagina for days, man. I must have listened to that song about a thousand times in the last two weeks. What if, I mean, it is so. And, and not only. I don't only listen to the NJJT version, I listen to the original version that's just Michael up there. I listen to the Michael version with the band. I listen to the, uh, the, the uh, dance remix of it by some DJ who's one of those guys who's like, ah, ah, ah. you know, those DJs are, ah, those that's guys, right, that's right. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like Fetty Le Pew or something remixed. Anyway, uh, I so I'm I'm just blasting four different versions of that song into my ear pussies, and then the only and then I'll, I'll after that, um, which by the way, we have never talked about this, but I twatted on your wall and I twatted Julian on it a while ago. This uh, Paul Anka and Michael Jackson singing "This Is It," and you never responded. Oh, you did that a while ago, right? Yeah, and I don't know. I said either this is amazing or terrible, and I have no idea, and I don't know what you thought of it. Oh, my God. I, I, you know what? I, I think I, I remember wanting to reply, but I just didn't. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I apologize. First of all, Love Never Felt So Good is a great song, i got to say. I love it. Yes. Uh, I think Justin mm. Chuck Timberlake does an amazing job on it. It's, it's got to get more radio play. Uh, do you know when the album comes out? Has the album come out yet? Yeah, the album's out. I got it on my Spotify. It's called Escape. We got to get that song on the radio. What's going on? I haven't heard it on the radio. Have you heard it on the radio? I I haven't heard it on the radio, but I heard it's doing well on like the you know the charts and and stuff. Good, 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 good. I, we got to bring this Michael back. He is the greatest unifier of our time, and this is absolutely <laughs> necessary. There's only 19 million views on YouTube. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. I mean, I, on the radio, I did hear Justin Timberlake went on Ryan Seacrest show and he talked about uh, uh, doing the song and and that um, he was he's a big Michael purist and you know he didn't want to do anything the wrong way or whatever and he seemed to you know he was very respectful of the process and I think it was a wonderful product to come out of it. Would you agree? I totally agree. I think it was. Very, done very respectfully, and uh, it's 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 really equally done the song, and I appreciate Justin Timberlake, you know, and I think it's uh, it's it's a lot of Michael in that song. It's very and it's very refreshing. The song is totally refreshing versus what's out you there know what and what I've heard. And fascinating, and I always say this uh, when we discuss Michael on the show, is that. You know, you can listen to the version with Justin Timberlake and Michael Jackson, which is the one that I listen to the most. But you can listen to the version, the original version, which is like a bonus track on the album, and it's just Michael, and it sounds like it's just Michael doing his own background vocal, and it sounds like most of the accompaniment is snapping and clapping. And keep in mind that this is in, you know, they recorded it in, I don't know, the 80s or something. Um, and this, uh, the snapping and the clapping and stuff, I think it's him doing it, and then the only accompaniment he has on that is the piano. However, right. you have this Justin Timberlake, this, you know, this new version of it, which is amazing, but if you listen to just Michael himself doing it, it is just as contemporary as the new version. That's, right. I always say that you cannot make a Michael Jackson song more contemporary than he already made it. He's already done it. You can't do it. He's done it. Right. It happened. He it has is, to, it, it just can't be done. 30 years like ahead Michael, again. Michael That's right. Huh? Yeah. I totally agree. But, and, and it, it goes hand in hand with that version of that song that uh, this is it, with uh, Paul Anker and Mike, Michael Jackson. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, about that. That, no, it was great. It's phenomenal. I loved it. I loved it. But there's something about Michael's version that it just stands out to me. It's like pure. It's refreshing. There's no voice 
that even compares. And, like, you know, the way the voice goes with the beats, and he just was on, on point. You know, Michael Jackson is like Bruno Mars and Pharrell combined. It's just like, you know, pure emotion through music. He is and still is the greatest unifier of our time. Done. You know what? You know what may not have been very, you know, we're talking about it, this whole thing being very respectful so far. The whole fucking hologram performance at the Billboard Awards. That what may not have been the most respectful thing. Did you hear about that? I I, I heard a little bit about it. I, I really don't like these hologram performances. I mean, yeah, it was cool with what they did with Tupac, and they just they blew it out of proportion. This is getting ridiculous. I don't care about a hologram. Come on. Yeah, it, it's so creepy. However, I will say that that hologram of Michael uh, was a far better performer than most other performers at the Billboard Awards that night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will I will agree with that. With that with what's out there. Oh hell yeah! I take Michael out any day over anything else out there. Yeah, absolutely. I remember last year after he died, my friend that uh, I actually went to that Thirty Years of Magic Webster Hall thing with John Weeks. He said uh, he called Michael the great unifier of our time. Uh, would you agree with that uh, statement? The great unifier of our time. Wow, that's a great question. In a sense, yes. His reaction is just perfect. Uh, It is perfect. (laughs) Did you hear hear about this judge uh, named John Murphy in uh, Florida? uh, I saw that. I saw that. (laughs) I was just watching that before I called it. Yes, I saw that. What did he threaten to beat? I'll beat your, if you, if you want to fight, let's go back out, and I'll just beat your ass. Yeah, he he got into like a verbal battle with the the, the public defender in the court, and uh, on record, and then they went out and started throwing punches at him. He apparently punched the uh, public defender out. <laughs> and now he's been suspended or something. Yeah, I think he resigned from the bench and he's taking anger management courses. Yeah. Hey, we, it's you know, ridiculous. I started, <laughs> it's insane. It's, I mean, I mean, can he can he go judging again? That's a good question. I think he can because he's he's. I think you'd be able to, unless you know, unless he doesn't want to, because you know he's taking the proactive steps to kind of manage his anger, I guess, and he knows he made a mistake, and uh, things get heated in the courtroom. There's a lot of attorneys out there who potentially try to piss off the judge or do things that are really not in the best interest of justice sometimes, but it's in the best interest of their clients. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't challenge a guy to a fight. You know, it's just kind of, it's amazing and ridiculous at the same time. This guy makes judges look like David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, hey, man, I, I started a new job since the last time we spoke. That's right. How's it going? How's this new kid going? Uh, I am. I'm not used to not being abused, so. Uh, you know. <laughs> 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 so it's a little weird for me, to be honest. Somebody came up to me today and said, "Hey, we really appreciate 
uh, we, what did she say? By the way, we're really glad that you're here. And I, wow. like, immediately said to a senior account manager, was that a threat? You got to keep in mind, man, the environment that I'm coming from did some fucking damage to my mental. So, yeah, I consider that a fucking threat, even though sincere. I can understand that. You know, that's probably not to the extent that you, you, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you went from one from hell to kind of heaven in one jump, and uh, you're kind of getting used to it. It's going to take some time, really, to get to get rid of all that emotional baggage from the last workplace. It's it's the control is a big thing, you know, like, and and the, the newfound freedom is a big thing. I think, you know, for me, at least, you know, not being you know micromanaged every second of the day uh, to being having control in your decisions is something totally different and and a great thing, you know, a beautiful thing, I think, and. In any job. Yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. We like, <clears throat> we can wear jeans. Uh, we can, I mean, you can, you know, wear a hoodie and jeans and it's fine. Uh, and uh, there's the, uh, there's a, a beautiful balcony with a beautiful view of Fifth Avenue. There's a fridge full of iced coffee, which I drink, and beer, which I do not. And there's a ping pong table in the break room and there's Wi-Fi. Gchat and Facebook are encouraged um, wow. because it's uh, you know we work doing Gchat and stuff. Uh, and Facebook, like the the president of the company, posted a Facebook link today of like a photo album uh, from this party we had the other night on the rooftop. And uh, the other night at the rooftop thing, I met a dude from the Howard Stern show. Uh, wow! And um, he's an associate producer there. We talked a bit, and um, turned out we you know we kind of bonded over our love for Howard and David Letterman and late night uh, TV and, uh, and internet radio and whatnot. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, I mean, uh, you know, it, I, it, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ah, ooh, ah, don't ah. Man, no cry. Uh, so what I'm saying is, <laughs> The, the situation that I was previously in, I think, and I, I wrote this in my exit interview, which was just met by, you know, backlash and insults. They're not insults, but uh, pushback. Um, but I wrote this in my questionnaire that the, it's an archaic office system of hierarchy that belongs back in the 20th century. Um, <laughs> And and you see it, man. I fucking see it. At the last gig, people slacked mm-hmm. off because they were treated like shit and didn't want to work. At this gig, right. people do their fucking work. People want to do work. They want more work because they're treated as equals and as people and not as an assembly line of children. And it, it, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I tried I, I tried to do what I could do to change things, but it just seems like the old place is stuck in its ways. Uh, some things change to the positive, I think, but it, there's really not a lot of evidence of that. Anyway, uh, on, on to the next one, and, and I couldn't be happier. Well, I, you know, i got to say congratulations. And, uh, you know, uh, not every experience is without its uh, lessons learned. And, you know, you're, you're a better man, a better person for it. And, uh, 
moving on is such a sweet thing when you know it's so much better, and uh, you're going to learn a lot of great things here. And uh, i got to say congrats, man. And I, I totally agree with you about uh, the way to run a place. You know, happy people, I think, are more productive people, and they're yes. more willing to learn and help others. And, uh, you know, that's how a place should be run. And I think that's, that's, that's old knowledge. I don't know why people continue to kind of go the other route. And, uh, you know, because you have too, too many people entrenched in positions that they don't want to give up. And uh, I yeah. think, you know, in, in that, that scenario, you got to move on. You're young and you're smart and uh, you got talents and uh, life is too short to stay in one place. So I congratulate you. You know, I told uh, my thank you. I, I told my colleagues that uh, I, uh, I forget what happened. Our ages came up, and I said, I, "I'm older than all of you." And they were like, "How old are you?" And I said, "31." And they were like shocked. They were like, "Really?" Like, like it was like a fucking dinosaur. Um, but uh, but they they claimed to think I was 25 or so, which would not have happened 40 pounds ago. Thank you very much. Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and probably the the alky too. So I mean, uh, what? Alky? Yeah. Well, you know the 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 beer. You know. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. That has yeah. a major influence. I mean, um, yeah, you're right. And we're we're actually when I say young, actually, you know, I'm 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 kind of tricked deceiving myself. We're actually not that young, but you know, and that's why you know uh, the direction of your career now is so important. You don't want to be miserable and doing the same thing over and over again. You want to be happy and growing in your career. What about you? You think you're you're headed somewhere now? You think you're headed to the to the next level? I don't know. I think I, I think yes. I, I'd love to be there. I don't know. I gotta wait. It's a wait wait and see game and uh you know it's to be continued for me. <laughs> all right. You know? CDC. Well you know it's to be continued for all of us. Um, That's right. Well uh, by the way, I heard that Mousy has been avoiding you like the Bapanic Plague, man. Oh, she is. She is the Bapanic Plague, man. I don't want to get close to her. I'm afraid of her a little bit. And she's, she's just doing her own thing right now. I've been pursuing her, and I want to hear the new album, especially the new single with Martha Stewart, you know? Clean the, clean yeah. the switch up. Wait, she has a single with Martha Stewart? Did you mention that before? I don't remember. I did, I did, but you know, probably about a month or two ago, you know, a long time ago. But um, the it's song not ready is yet. To, song is supposed to be blazing, but they have a title for it. Uh, clean the stitch up, <laughs> <laughs> and then decorate it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, she says it's nice to see you out of the house, and he goes, it's nice to see you out of the house. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> night broadcasting.
a.k.a. Boy Town, <laughs> where they go to the Abbey and they suck each other's dick. And it's time to lube up the bathroom like Nick Vondulis did at a gay bar in New York. He said, give me that lube. And he lubed up the bathroom. He lubed up the toilet. He lubed up the doorknob. And he lubed up the mirrors. He lubed it all up. And he had so much fun. And he went to the subway and took it all. James Maine. Oh, my God. You seriously, you seriously have to record that 45 minutes and make an album out of it. <laughs> it'll it'll be the bonus song on Mousy's album, but it'll be longer than the whole Mousy album. That is based. Yes, I love that. I love that. That is just true. That is creative beyond any means beyond any means necessary. <laughs> well, that, that makes no sense. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, My uh, favorite scene. And she's a mind mind. Peter my butt. Fine's mine. When Amanda Bynes plays John Henry in the movie Moneyball, and oh, uh, he's <laughs> he's the owner of the Red Sox, and he's talking to Billy Bean, who's the uh, general manager of the Oakland Athletics at the time, and he's about to offer uh, Billy Bean one of the largest contracts for a general manager in all of sports. It's like $120 million for five years. And that was big money back then. That was like 10, 15 years ago. But anyways, here's his big quote. Money. Big money, mine. For $41 million, you built a playoff team. You lost Damon, Giambi, Isringhausen, Pena, and you won more games without them than you did with them. You won the exact same number of games that the Yankees won. But the Yankees spent $1.4 million per win, and you paid $260,000. I know you've taken me to the teeth out there. The first guy through the wall, it always, always gets a little bit bloody. Always. It's a threat of not just the way of doing business, but in their minds, it's threatening the game. But really, what it's threatening is their livelihood. It's threatening their jobs. It's threatening the way they do things. And every time that happens, whether it's the government or a way of doing business or whatever, whatever it is, the people are holding the reins. They have their hands on the switch. They go batshit crazy. I mean, anybody who's not building a team right and right and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. They'll be sitting on their ass on the sofa in October watching the Boston Red Sox win the World Series. And that's my favorite scene. It's season of Man, 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 Man. That was very well acted, sir. Very well acted. Thank uh, you, sir. Thank you. Very much Stanislavski uh, method combined with some Uda Hagen and some Stanford Meisner with Stanford and the Sun. Stanford Meisner and Sun. Thank you. The thing about Stanford Meisner and Sun is that you're just be repeating brum, 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 all day long. <laughs> And what's your favorite scene? Mind the fucking binds. What? <laughs> what's your favorite scene, Mike? Oh, oh, okay. So my favorite scene is she's my mind.
finds is uh, when she lives in a um, a house, and she's an old lady, and she lives with uh, four other old ladies, <laughs> maybe three, and her name is Rose, and she's from St. Olaf, and she lives with a, a woman named Dorothy, a woman named Blanche, a woman named uh, Sophia, and uh, yeah, maybe there's just four of them, and uh, and they're they're all old ladies, and uh, at some point, uh, Rose from St. Olaf, she's all like, she's kind of one of those ladies that you know those ladies. She kind of, she's one of those ladies that does this. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me and the car. And that's my favorite scene, and she's the main one with the main brain. <laughs> yes! I loved it! Amazing. Uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, show this little bit, and it's the bank boys, and if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? You're going you're gonna to take that Barbie doll, you're going to dip her in some red, white, and blue paint, you're going to put a big R on her chest, on her breasts, and you're going to say, <laughs> Hell yeah, go New York Rangers. Beat them damn kings out there in the uh, hockey championships. For the Stanley Cup. That's right, the Stanley Miami Cup. <laughs> this just family should come. However, <laughs> however, you know, good luck, I guess, to, uh, to uh, Mr. Jonathan Quick, offhand in high school, the goalie on the Sacramento Kings. Oh, my goodness. Did you, go to, you went to high school with the kids? I, I knew his uh, uh, older brother, but I didn't know him. He was, he was a youngin. How old is he now? He's got to be 27, 26. Where did he go to college? That I don't know. I uh, actually don't know. He was on the Olympic team. He's amazing. He's All supposed right. to be one of the be- best goalies uh, in the, the hockey league right now. That's incredible. Uh, congratulations. Good kid, but the New York Rangers got to win this. The Rangers got to win it this time, man. It's been 20 plus years. 25? 20, 26, I think? Yeah, that's too long. Uh, that's right. The New York Rangers uh, have taken over New York, so like uh, they turned Bryant Park on my walk to work this morning into Ranger Town, and it's all Ranger paraphernalia and whatnot, but it's nice. I like it. Uh, That's right. It's, it's your some, town, man. Yeah, it shows some unity, some city unity uh, yeah. and whatnot. Anyway, John Weeks, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Good night, everybody. Good night, we... Good night, Rhino. Travel down the road and back Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being
the pain. Thank you for not being a place of mine. Somebody over here, Martini. <laughs> Thank you for being a fan of the 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 fan